this is Burak. Okay, this is Bobby Burak, and joining me now is uh, Diana Rossini. And Diana, I know you're usually introduced as an NFL insider, but you do a lot of things. And checking the date right now, it's June 17th. This is the most dead NFL time of the year. So I'm just going to call you, I'll say ESPN's personality, Diana Rossini, because we're going to get into things way beyond the NFL right now. I like that. And uh, you're right. It is a dead time of year, which is why I'm doing this podcast, because I actually have the time. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this is what's great, though, because, you know, I bring somebody on during the season. Okay, let's just say this, for example. If I do a uh, interview with an NBA person next week, I'll be forced probably to ask, like, where's Kawhi Leonard going or some NBA free agency nugget. And I don't really care, Diana. I, that's not what I want to do on this show. So I have no obligation to talk football at all with you right now. And I love football. This is really the best time to get an NFL insider on your show, June 17th. It is a good time. And it's also a good time because at this point, um, I'm getting ready to calm down a little bit and take some time because I have a um, a manager at ESPN who gave me a great piece of advice two seasons ago, and it was basically, you better pace yourself. And I didn't listen to him, and after my first season covering the league, I, I mean, by the time the playoffs started, I could not wait for vacation, which that should be the time you're so excited, but I was exhausted. So I've learned to, to just take this time. It's June. Uh, I'm with the players in terms of, you know, I'm checked out a little bit, but I mean, the show must go on though. You know, NFL Live still, we're still on five days a week. What do you do during your downtime? What's Diana Rossini chilling look like? Um, I try to go to the beach a lot. I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, I've, I have friendships that are basically been through a lot over the years because of my career. And this is the time where I basically apply the aloe to all the burn in my life, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, you know, it's, it's spending those extra hours and being present. If you were to take a poll of all my friends and say, you know, what do you, not, you know, what do you hate about her? I mean, they'd actually have a really long list, but um, I think the first thing they would say would be, you know, she's not really ever paying attention because usually I'm on my phone or thinking about work or worried about work or my eyes on the TV screen somewhere. So I love sitting at dinner with my phone on the charger in the other room with my sister or my best friends and just, and really just being there. So it's one thing I can't figure out about you. Uh, Looking over your Twitter is mind boggling because I'm trying to figure out Diana, if you're cool or not cool. And you say a lot of cool things, like you're into Game of Thrones, I saw you tweet about Barry, you tweet some funny things, but you're kind of a football nerd too. You do a lot of football tweets. And so I can't figure out, like, do you consider yourself a cool person now, and do your friends consider you cool? I'm the biggest loser at ESPN. Okay. I just mask it really well. Right. And, you know, if you look at my circle of friends and the people I associate, I love really smart people, which is why... Jen Latta, uh, Mina Kind, Cassie Hubbard, um, Doug Kazarian, Bob Lee, Jeremy Schapp. These are people that I surround, Adam Shepard, that I love talking to um, because I think, actually, I think I'm probably a wannabe nerd. I'm more of a wannabe nerd. I'm just a, an overall just loser dork because I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm never one or the other. I'm never trying to be, you know, the popular one. I've never like the really hot one. I've always just been kind of right in the middle of the row. Uh, and fortunately for me, I think I'm funny. Um, so um, the fact that you think one or two of my tweets of the 8,000 I probably tweet a day are good, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, but yeah, I think most of my relationships at ESPN, people discover pretty quickly that I may pretend I'm cool and I'll tell you to, you know, I'm blue in the face that, oh yeah, I was really cool once. But, I mean, the truth is, uh, I, I'm a total nerd. Could you start commenting on my tweets more often? <laughs> uh, why? Do you need Do you need some, some entertainment? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would I think it would serve me well having, yeah, uh, you and my mentions, because you're verified. I am too, by the way, now, finally. Uh, you have a pretty good following. I think you're funny on Twitter sometimes uh, here and there. So I think having you in my mentions would help me. And it also kind of like, you know, it might make me laugh every once in a while. 
Twitter's interesting, you know, because you're trying you, to figure you, you it out. You didn't give me an answer. Oh, of course I will. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I'm, I'll do it. If someone asks me to do something, I'll do it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll get you a tweet later. Or I'll shoot something over at you that I'll think of that's funny. Or right. again, I'll think it's funny. But I find Twitter so interesting because we're all trying to figure out what works. And I swear, it's just like TV. Authenticity always wins. Like whenever you're really not trying and you're just either sharing your life or a moment or something that happened or news, it it goes everywhere. And I, I've had a couple examples the last few weeks where it was just like a Saturday and something funny happened or, you know, something that I didn't really understand or strange or something awesome. Like I was at the airport on Thursday and my flight was delayed. And I was in Kansas City. I'd covered the Chiefs for the day. And I had plans coming up in the week. And I needed to get back. And I was so upset about this delayed flight. And I was sitting next to this guy who was really nice. And he was drinking a beer. And I had a beer with him because we were just chatting. And I said, how's your day? He's like, it's not going too well. Um, my daughter's playing in the National College Rodeo. I mean, in the meantime, in the back of my head, I'm like, what the hell is a rodeo? But I remembered seeing on the ESPN app the day before that on ESPN3, which is another way of saying the internet, um, on our app, you could watch the rodeo. And I said, hold on. And I took out my app and I said, look, you can watch it. And he's like, oh my, and he got all teary eyed. And he could, and he watched his daughter. We downloaded it on his phone. And it was the coolest thing. I tweeted about it. And I was going to share a great Father's Day story, but. That one was better than anything I probably would have tried to make up that was great or, you know, reflect on a moment with my dad. It was like a true, awesome father's moment. I hate to follow up with this because that was uh, pretty good. I give you a lot of props in that. What kind of beer do you drink? You mentioned uh, you had a beer in the airport. I would guess, uh, it's always hard to guess. I'll say Miller Lite for you. Just a guess. Oh, that's not, that's not far off. Uh, I love wheat beer. So anything like light, uh, you know, if I had a pick, like any beer, I get a Ho Garden okay. on on tap. But if I'm just, you know, pulling up right, especially this time of year, I'll have a Corona. Um, and then if I'm just, it's like the winter, I'll just have one or two. If I'm watching a game, if I have a Sunday off, let's say, in the perfect world, um, I'll probably go with pretty basic stuff like the light. That's pretty close. I mean, they're this, they're pretty similar in flavor. I mean, I would say Bud Light and Bush are the most similar, but I think Miller's at least in the ballpark. So I, I, I would say I was close enough. You know, it's pretty good. Although I have friends, they all drink Miller Light. That's all they drink. They Like, I'll drink a Bud Light, a Coors Light, and switch over to a Miller Light. The Miller Light people will not leave Miller Light, and they're very loyal to it. And I, I never understood that. that. I feel like of all the beer... Oh, the, my beer drinking friends, the ones that drink Miller Lite, they are, they, they, they just can't see no other. And I know what a Miller Lite tastes like and, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. It's not that great. Sure. Um, I, but the whole beer thing, you know, I just try to cut back on that because um, I've been trying to get into these seltzer drinks, like the, the Trulies and all these to just change it up this summer. Um, and it's not, it's not, I'm not getting there. I'm not sold yet. So I'll, I'm going to stick with beer until I can figure out what else I'm going to enjoy this summer. Diana, you grew up in New Jersey. And, and you know, some cities, like Washington, D.C., you say that and you think of the White House or politics. You say New York, you think of the tall buildings, big lights. When I think of New Jersey, I think of two things, the Sopranos and pizza. Someone that grew up there, is that fair? N- no. Um, I get why you think that. And here, oh, here, here's some inside scoop for you. I've never watched The Sopranos. Like, I'm an Italian girl who grew up in New Jersey. The, the opening scene where you see on the New Jersey Turnpike, yeah. um, that area, I essentially lived five to ten miles north of where The Sopranos sort of takes place. And I, I just have never sat and watched it. I hate that idea that Italians are associated with mobsters. And so I just didn't get into it. And then, of course, years later, the Jersey Shore MTV reality show came out, which was even worse for our state. Um, But the pizza thing I get, uh, anyone that has been 
in my town or met my family, my friends have, you know, come to the Jersey Shore with me, they always say the same thing, which is, oh, this is not at all what I expected. They always go in thinking it smells the way it does around Newark Airport, which is awful. Um, and everyone thinks the whole state smells like that and that every single person looks like Snooky. And while I have days where I kind of resemble her, um, that's not really the case. Most, like, the dark black hair thing kind of went out now. So, um, yeah, New Jersey has got been painted a bad light, but it's a tremendous state. Oh, you have to check out The Sopranos. I'm rewatching some of it right now. It's so good, Diana. There's no way you won't like I know. It. I saw on Twitter a bunch of people have been watching it again. It, yeah. I, I know I'd like it because I have a dark um, interest in or an interest in dark shows. So I, I get why I, I would be drawn to it. I just, I think I, when it was really popular, I remember being really busy with athletics and I was running around playing sports and doing all that. I just didn't watch a lot of TV and then I missed it. And then after a while I became uh, against the machine of everyone loving the Sopranos and thinking it was cool to be Italian. So you were a jock growing up? Oh my gosh, yes. The worst kind. Were you fast, strong, high jumper because you shoot the basketball? Define your type of jock. I was a try hard who tried hard and was good. <laughs> uh, I played four sports in high school. I played uh, girl soccer, basketball, track, and softball. Um, and I was really athletic from a, an early age. So I kind of stuck with it because I liked being good and I, lo- I loved, well, love to compete. And it pretty much was my entire life. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do anything else but play sports. Um, which is fitting that now I cover sports. So to me, it was, it's kind of what I was meant to do. Could you beat Mina Kimes in a foot race? Could I, did you say, could I beat Mina, Mina Kimes? Yeah, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes is 13 pounds wet. I could throw her against the wall. Uh, in terms of, a, of like a foot race? Yeah. I mean, she could be in her car and I still beat her. I always tell Mina if we went to school together, I would shove her in a locker. Like she is the biggest geek I know. Like she doesn't even pretend from the way she laughs to the way she texts to the way she talks on the phone to the way she is when she has a drink with you. She just like just picture the biggest geek you grew up with who just is really funny now and and is really pretty, and that's Mina. Have you ever been, has anyone ever tried fighting you and you've ever backed out? We've all heard the stories now. You got in a fight playing soccer, but have you ever, have, like, has anyone ever tried fighting you and you kind of either make an excuse or, or move away? Because a lot of people do that, Diana. Even if they won their fight, they don't all, they're not always down to fight. Everyone. Yeah, that's called maturity. And I <laughs> have lacked my whole life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, of course. I stepped away from. Um, many of fights where it's just not worth it or uh, as of course as I've gotten older and have more to lose um, and if it's a conflict that looks like it's going in a direction where it could get it could get dirty I, I walk away yeah no for sure uh, as an athlete no way no way like on the court on the field like I looked for I love fights <laughs> uh, but not anymore I mean no 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 we're too old to do that but um Although I will say, if somebody went at one of my girlfriends, you know, like Cass or or you know Jen or Mina, I would, uh, I would, I would probably, I'd have a hard time holding back. I can tell you that much. I'm very protective of of my uh, my squad, I guess you can call it. That answer got better toward the end. I was getting a little worried that you were getting soft on me, Diana. No, no, no. I still got it in me. You okay. can get it out of me. I have a temper. Okay, okay. Um, you don't seem like an angry person. Well, I know I did see you on TV one day, and you, and you seemed like you were kind of irritated about uh, NFL rule change. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you seemed like you did have a, a passionate kind of like mad side. Well, I, Lewis Riddick was probably on. Uh, Lewis Riddick and I have some heated arguments, and uh, it's not even that we see things differently because we don't. We actually agree a lot. Um, but I love being able to find things that he didn't think of. He likes to 
you know, find the holes in my arguments. Uh, so he probably said something that annoyed me or made reference. But um, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, about not being an angry person. I'm definitely, definitely not angry. I'm almost happy. I'm happy 80% of the day, uh, if not 99. Um, it takes a lot to really, if you see me grumpy at work, like I'll acknowledge it. Like people that walk by me, like, Hey, die. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm grumpy. You know, I'll just say it because it's that rare. And, and I know that I hate, I hate being around people that are miserable because it just, I don't know, it just seems needy and you know, nobody cares. Like just try to, put a good face on, try to think of something great, try to make your life better. I'm always working on that. I mean, we all have our bad days and, we, and I'm not saying like you, you got to fake it and be joyful for no reason, but, uh, I like good energy. And to me, I obviously get to do something I'm pretty obsessed with that. I, I definitely, it actually it happened today. I was walking around ESPN. It was really quiet today for some reason on a Monday. Usually it's packed on campus, but it was really quiet today. I was walking around on first second. I was like taking it in. I'm like, this is so cool. I work at ESPN. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, most people think about it. They get up, maybe they go to a factory or a restaurant. You get to walk into ESPN with that big ESPN sign, that glass, you want to call it a hallway that separates like the radio studio from the TV. What do you call that thing, that glass square box? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's really just a glass that... All right really fancy and nice and makes you feel like you're in a fishbowl um you know and then we have like another room where you know where everyone's cutting the highlights up and i mean that is a true fishbowl because you can see everybody working um but yeah no i i think about that all the time my my dad's a plumber so i know what i could be doing um i mean i can fix a toilet better than anyone you know but i don't want to do that every day so you know how to do some of that work though like, could, could you... I don't do all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my parents did not raise me to be um, a girly girl. So what my brother can do, I can do. And if I can't do it, uh, they, they like to teach me. So, I mean, even to this day. To this day, I, I do things um, with my dad and with my brother that um, sometimes I laugh. I'm like, I can't believe at my age. With the profession I do, they still expect me to help them clean the fish that they caught or help them wash... You know, my dad has a fishing boat, wash the boat off. And I just do things sometimes. I'm like, at one point, am I allowed to be a girl? Like, just for a little bit? Do you like to shop? I love to shop. Yeah, for... I love to shop. I do that okay. when I travel for football. I get into cities really early so I can go check out a couple places. And the, I spend the most money during football season. And I can't stand it because when you're on the road and you got to kill some time – in between practices, or maybe you just want to take a break from research. I mean, the best therapy when you're anxious or excited about something is to go shopping. So, yeah, I, I always show up in a city with a suitcase half full, and I always leave with it packed. You mentioned your dad there. Word is that your parents have the most quintessential Bronx accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, they – I don't know – why they haven't been able to shake it. Um, and the thing is, even sometimes I think my mom has lost it a little bit. And then I just, I, I hear her and I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman, like she, she just, she sounds exactly like the women do in Goodfellas. Like any, anyone that's met my mom always says, she ha was she in that movie? I'm like, I know. Cause she, she can't help it. She, this is how she talks. So, uh, you know, when she's asked me about my day, she's very, very unimpressed with what I do. You know, it's always like, even like I saw her this afternoon when I got home from NFL Live and, you know, I met up with her real quick and she's like, I really am like your hair today. Your hair, you look like a puppy, like a puppy that was wet and someone forgot to dry it. Who did that? I'm like, well, you know, one of my friends did it at work who I really like. And she's really good at hair. Today must have just been a weird day. No, don't ever do that again. You're never going to get your dreams if you wear hair like that. Like, and that's how, like, that's her actual personality. <laughs> and that's how she talks. Um, and so does my father. So uh, the fact that you can't hear it on TV from me is a miracle, uh, which I equate to the fact that I have lived in eight cities or seven cities. Uh, so I think I sound probably like a big mix at this point.
Okay, that accent was so well done. I'm going to have you read your last tweet in that accent. Can you do that for me? <laughs> okay, i got to find what my last tweet is. Hold on. All right. Think it was about Josh McCann. Oh yeah. Hey, real quick, real quick. Who's Drago? You said Josh McCown is Drago. Who's that? You don't know who Drago is? Drago is from Rocky Four. He's he's the Russian that Rocky fought. I haven't seen that movie. Oh my god. I I was thinking you made a typo. You meant Drogon from Game of Thrones. I thought you just misspelled something. I was hoping. No, from Drago. Look, Google Drago when you get off the phone with me. All right. So that wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm ready. Hi, Josh. Remember all those years you wouldn't give me any scoops or inside information? My turn. I'm not going to help when your ESPN pass doesn't work or you want to cut the salad line in the cafeteria. I'm thrilled for you and the viewers. Perfect. You nailed it. There you go. For now on, any time you see a tweet from me, whether it's football-related or just me just living my life, just hear that voice. I apologize to to your loyal listeners here. Now I'm really interested in your accent, or your uh, your ch- or the accent you can do. See, I get sidetracked on these interviews, Diana. <laughs> See, I mean, everybody brings you on and well, talk about football. Real, you just peel the onion back and realize there's so much more to these people than just you know going on television and talking about football all day. I mean, like other interviews, will ask you the Jets' assistant coach is he going is he on the hot seat or not? I got you have it, you doing accents of your tweets. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, you, you're you're very convincing. All right, so let's let's uh, continue on your parents for a moment. What influence have they had on your career? My family is really important to me, but uh, I'd say that the reason why it's it's obviously for the the reasons I think most of us, hopefully, the ones that are, that are lucky enough to to have a pretty strong foundation and family. Um, for me, it's. They never told me no when it came to going after this business and what I'm doing. They knew nothing about TV. They knew nothing about journalism. Um, and I knew I wanted to do this since I was really young. And while my dad didn't, you know, know anybody in TV or, you know, anyone in, you know, in sports or any of that, um, he worked in New York City where he worked in buildings of newsrooms. And when he would get in the elevators with news anchors, he would say to them, you know, my daughter wants to be on TV one day, you know, do you have any advice for her? What should she do? And he got me an internship from talking to somebody in an elevator. And that kind of started my career by him doing that. And, you know, I was, uh, must have been about 18 or 19. And every, and he drives this big van with tons of tools in it. And every morning he would drop me, drive from New Jersey into Manhattan, drop me off before he went to work and dropped me off at my internship. And, um, you know, I take the bus home later, but it was like our time in the car together. And I feel like they've been on this journey with me. And, you know, the times I have failed, they are there for me. The times I do really well, uh, they don't like to congratulate or acknowledge it because they are all about being humble. Um, So no matter how big of a story I break or if I have a great Sunday and I feel good about it, you know, to them, they go, eh. Is that right? You know, that's just how they are. And that tough love um, attitude, I think, has fueled me for years. And I, I do I do feel really, really lucky. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I am turning into them. And I'm a little scared about it. But that's okay. What are you most proud of, of your career? I've done it what I believe to be what was the right way. I think. I think there's so many shortcuts you can go and you could be a jerk. You could burn bridges. You can do all different things along this path. And I feel like I always ended my day with, with being a good person. I've always wanted to kind of reflect on my time in my life. And yeah, she was this or that, but as long as people felt their interaction with me was genuine and that, I had a good soul and a heart. Like to me, that that's more important than 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 any accomplishment with a report or uh, you know being a great host. It's really just for me. I want everyone around me to feel like I really like that person. They they they're filled with love. 
You're one of the only female NFL insiders that reports news on a national level. Um, there's maybe more on the local level, but from a national level, you're one of the few. Diana, that was not a path that was paved for you. When you started doing it, there was even less doing it. What challenges has there been with that, and how has it changed over the years? I realized really early on in my career that, um, and I'm not doing this to to be humble, but I realized that there were just going to be women that could present a lot better than me, and there were women that were much more camera beautiful, and uh, they had a style that just was so unique that I knew I could never get. So I figured out quickly that the best way for me to be different was to do what I do best, which is build relationships and building the relationships then gave me access to information, which then I started breaking news. And once I did it early in my career, I realized a, how addicted I was to it, but b how powerful it could be. So the challenges I've had really came early on when I had no credibility and really I was a little wild with it, you know, cause you, you, you're so excited by it and, um, you're not paying attention to the details as much as you do now or as much as I do now specifically. Um, I, I definitely flush things out more and make more calls. Um, you know, you, you, you don't ever want to be right. I mean, it's one thing I have like a misspelling in a tweet or, you know, get the timing off by an hour or two on something. But in terms of getting the facts wrong, like you just, it cannot happen. You cannot do this job and be wrong. Um, so you learn to fight that urge of getting it out there, and it comes with discipline. And I feel like that's something I worked on over the last five years, that I'm a much different insider than I was then. Um, and, you know, I've had people to learn from. Uh, you know, Adam Schefter is the type of player, if I were to describe someone on a team, uh, he's that player that you just watch. He, he's not necessary to sit in the corner with you and give you a pep talk, uh, but he's going to do it the right way every day that you're, you start learning of, okay, that's the way to do it. That's the, you do it with class and respect and you, you get it right. And Adam has taught me that over the last four years. Um, and we've been on tons of emails together and, and text messages where I'm sharing news with him and he, with all his, patience and discipline that he has himself will push me to say, I want you to go get another source on that. Or let me go see if I can find another source for you on that. I think you're right, but let's, let's really hit this out of the park. And that's where I find his value to the company besides just what he does to, to he's worth every cent and worth every piece of praise he gets because of his leadership. And, being a woman doing it, I mean, I don't know. I think at this point, people are used to it. So that's cool. In 2019, no one thinks it's weird when I'm, you know, a coach doesn't think it's strange I want news now. They know, like, they, they know what I'm going after here. And I'm trying to – I used to always say, which is funny, and this is true, I used to always say, hey, can you help me out? I'm just trying to keep up with the boys. And that was always my line to try to explain to some of these men that I was trying to do what they do or at least what the men that do that are in journalism are doing. And they used to help. Uh, but now that's not the case anymore. I can't, I can't use that line anymore. They're like, well, I gave you like 15 this year. Um, so now it's really about, I'm at a point in my career where I, I really just try to, to, to be one of the best that do it, male or female. Um, and and I, I hope, hopefully, the people that have been good to me over these years will, will continue to help me out. Is there a part of the business that you haven't done a lot or have never done that you think you'd be good at or would like to try? So I pretend I want to do color. <laughs> I, I joke about it. I'm like, oh, I would love to do that. And then I start thinking about it um, or even like play-by-play. Play, and I just find that I don't think I would be into it as much as I think I'd say, but I've definitely been curious about it. Um, but in terms of like all the different roles, I've been super lucky that at ESPN, I'm been like, Hey, I want to report. Okay. Report. I want to anchor sports center. Anchor sports center. I want to be an OTL. I, I want to host. I want to be on around the horn. Go ahead. You can do it. Like 
they are very, this company is incredible at really allowing you to do anything you want to do as long as you've built up that credibility and that respect within the building and within the walls of the building that they know you can hang. Um, because to, to, to really flourish, uh, especially in this business, you, you, you have to be an expert. You have to know a lot of information and, and, you know, I, t- I try to, I try to be as versatile as I can. What would you tell someone if they wanted to do what you're doing? Because this business is always changing. I always find it interesting when I ask this question because people always say, well, I started out in newspaper. You can't do that now. Or I started out on this level radio. That part of radio has been omitted. How would you tell someone if they wanted to start breaking news like you do on any level, NFL, college, any league, NBA, MLB? Yeah, I, I get that question a lot. I get it from people on the national level. They'll ask me, like, how do you, how do, you do it? What is the process? And there, there is no recipe. There's no formula for it. Um, it is really – it comes down to being authentic again. It, it, you know, I keep saying that word, but it's really what has helped my career – is being open and honest with the people that you're meeting and explaining what you're doing. You know, if, if you're talking to an agent, if you're talking to a coach, look, I'm just trying to cover this story. I'm trying to cover it the best way and the most honest way. Can you help me? Can you guide me? And sometimes they say no. Sometimes they, they hang up on you and sometimes they will try to, you know, figure out a way to help you or, suggest somebody else um but a lot of it it takes it takes courage uh which sounds funny when you're talking about breaking news of like how courageous you have to be to get a scoop but um something as simple as cold calling a gm can be nerve-wracking um cold calling a hall of famer to just say that you wanted to pick their brain about something um you, you have to be willing to to put yourself out there and, and fortunately, I've, I've met incredible mentors in the NFL who have assisted me with that by introducing me to more people. And it becomes a pretty small world after a while. Dan, I want to transition to a couple of questions I have written down for you. Curious where you stand on some of these. The first one, Beyonce versus Rihanna. I know it's a hard transition, Beyonce, but it's what we, what we Beyonce do. Beyonce all day, every day, no discussion for me. Um, I've always been in the Beyonce camp, and I cut your, the rest of your question off, but I'm assuming it was just one or the other. Okay, so Beyonce, I'm going to take Rihanna. So we're, uh, we're opposite in the first question. It tells me everything I need to know about you. Rihanna's great, especially early on. Whatever. Whatever. Beyonce is a force. She's changing the way women carry themselves, the way women believe in themselves, and the, by the way she creates bangers. By the way, I'm actually on Beyonce's side about that court side thing. Like, if someone was leaning over me, I, I, I get why she was mad. I'm team Beyonce on that one. Yeah, I, I don't think it was jealousy. I think it was just pure annoying. yeah annoyance. It was like, stop. Like, sit back. Shut up. And watch the game. Goodfellas versus The Godfather. I heard you mention Goodfellas, so I'm assuming you've seen both. Yes, I've seen them all. Um, I'm going to go with Goodfellas, but over all of them, I'm going with The Bronx Tale. Believe it or not, if we're going to go with that genre, I'm going to go with The Bronx Tale because, obviously, I mentioned it before, I was born, uh, you know, to the parents of the working man, so I always connected with the De Niro character as, you know, my dad being the working guy. Godfather for me, part one. Um, Over two. hmm, What's another good one for you, looking over this? Um... Okay, I got a good one. Biggie versus Tupac. Oh, Biggie. I mean, I'm, oh, okay. look where I'm from. That's easy. All right, I agree with you. Biggie. Um, All right, there we go. But now we can be Twitter friends. Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Okay, so you mentioned before that I watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I watched the recap and then just watched the last season because everybody was talking about it and to be honest with you everyone who I love in my life watches it and I had nothing in common and they were so excited about that stupid show and um 
I mean, I get it. I actually really liked it. <laughs> like, as I started to watch it. Um, but uh, I have not watched Breaking Bad. So, uh, Breaking Bad and The Wire are the two shows that I am determined to watch before I die. Your cool factor went way down after every statement you just said. That's not a good look. I don't even think my coolness was really that high to begin with. I had you so, pretty high. So I'm not really worried. I'm like in the negative numbers. Okay, okay. Um, what do you think when Arya killed the Night King? Um, well, everyone who was watching with it like freaked out, but I didn't feel connected. I just was like, wait, that's the girl that hooked up with that dude like two two episodes ago. Uh, she looks like she's strong, but she's really short. So I didn't really think that she was so mighty. Always early. And I oh. like the Night King. That was what was funny. I kept saying that. Like, I love this guy. He's creepy looking. Like, that was what got me into the show when I first, the first episode. I was like, I like that one. What do you think of Cersei? Um, I was on that team. I, I just thought she was so evil that I liked it. I enjoyed her because she just seemed so miserable and terrible. But I liked it because it was fun. It was fun to like the one that I guess the people I was watching with hated. So I, I was that I was basically the worst person to watch that with because I was rooting for the wrong people and then I was asking very annoying questions that didn't even apply to this show. Um, I was like, where are the magic carpets? And like, it's not Aladdin. Um, you know, I just was waiting for And the dragons were my favorite. I, mean, that's, I just wanted to watch the dragons the whole time. We're struggling with my game here. We uh, got off track. Uh, smoothie or milkshake? Milkshake. Chocolate. Okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, what's a good oh, oh, always late or always early? Always early. Always early. Not me. Uh, the old me always late. The new me always early. Morning person or sleeping? This question's tricky for me. Um, because the morning thing started about two years ago. Oh, wait, wait, by, by the way, uh, by the way, I, I just, I... I saw your te- or your tweet earlier in the mo- earlier today. You were up at like five o'clock tweeting. It's all the time too. So it's funny. I have this friendship with Randy Scott, and it it the friendship only goes between the hours of like five a.m. and maybe like nine. The latest I talk to Randy, like the latest is nine a.m. Because if you are getting up early, and none of my really good girlfriends get up early. Uh, actually, the ones with kids do, but most of them really don't. Um, so I have no one, <laughs> I have no one to talk to in the morning. But Randy hosts the Morning Sports Center, and I always know he's up. So, like, the first thing I do is I always go to Randy's Twitter uh, as soon as I wake up. Well, actually, I go to Adam's first, but then I go to Randy's. Or actually, I go Adam Woj and then Randy, <laughs> um, just because I love, I just love Woj's domination, um, and. I just like to see what Randy's talking about, what he's doing, and, you know, sometimes I'll throw him on TV. But, yeah, then I'll just, like, start DMing him and texting him. So he's become part of my morning routine, and he probably doesn't even realize that, that he's going to become an important part of my day. Okay, you just mentioned, Woj, I'm going to retire my game because I either I, – I got, I got a couple more questions I want to get in. So Woj, when he breaks a story, it's called the Woj Bomb. We're both familiar with that. You break a lot of stories. I want to start a nickname for you when you break a story, and I'm going to write it down, and we're going to start using it. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Putting, I've always wanted a nickname, and you can't give yourself a nickname. Like, I think that's he, weird. I, I think he probably Nobody gave himself Bob. When I played soccer in college, I used to always tell the girls on my team, I'm like, what's my nickname? What's my nickname? And like, you can't, you can't ask for one. I wound up getting one later, but that's not for this podcast. But yeah, no, if I could have a like the goals would be to have a Woj bomb, right? To have something that cool that it symbolizes and everybody knows what it means. It's going to be the dictionary. Um, I, I don't know what goes with my name. I've, I, I've had people, I got to go back on my Twitter. I've had like really funny like viewers or, or, you know, Twitter friends of mine make up names before that have worked. And I laughed. I'm like, oh, that's good. But obviously, again, I can't really coin it. Or we got to. So, yeah, if you can, that's when I broke a story. Um, figure one out here. like, like whoa! Um, I have a, I have a, um, a source of mine in, in the NFL. Uh, he he's a player actually, and I was just chatting with him in his locker one day, and uh, and he held up his phone to 
just say to me, hey, is this, is this still your number? And he had it under just scoops. Just S-C-O-O-P-S, scoops. I said, wait, you have me in your phone as scoops? He's like, yeah. He's like, anytime you talk to me, we just want to scoop. So it's a way to remember. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I got to change. I don't want that. Like, it's so terrible. He's like, I like it. It's funny. Okay. So, I yeah. got, oh, go ahead. No, no, that, that, that I, was my story. I have four. We're going, we're going to pick one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Rossini missile. Kind of like that. Not going to lie. So do I. I think it's effective. The Rossini bang. Mm. Not a fan? Not a fan. Rossini nuke. Too close to bomb. Rossini, I like the missile. Rossini grenade. I, I feel like we need to play off... Because I'm looking up synonyms for bomb right now. That's where I'm getting these words. I'm not just making them up. But, like, I think we're not doing enough work on, the, on my name. I think we're worried too much about the word bomb. It okay. needs to be something more... I can't believe I'm having this conversation on the podcast right now. Well, we ha- we're going to have to think about it. And if anyone who's listening to this has a good idea, please tweet me. How about that? I think Rossini missile can work tentatively. Like when you break a, a Diana s- drop? Diana? I, I, I got I to hit up all my creative friends. R- R- probably. Rossini missile fun. works. Like if you break a story tomorrow, I'm going to quote t- tweet it. Rossini missile. And don't leave me hanging. Like, don't not like it and not retweet it. Like, if that happens, yeah, like, yeah. at I'm, least... I'm just like, whoa, okay. that's a name. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse than making a joke and getting no traction on your tweet. Like, you just feel like the biggest loser. Worst. I had something like that happen to me a couple weeks ago. I was like, did God, you... that did not go over well. Yeah. Your mentions are actually pretty funny. I'm looking over them. You have, like, a good mixture. Like, you're, you're not hated, but, like, people don't love you on social media. You have some creepy people in your mentions. But people are, it's funny. People ask me all the time, what is it like dealing with such mean people on Twitter? And I know this is going to sound weird. I don't, people aren't mean to me. No one's ever really mean to me on Twitter. I don't know why. I mean, maybe I'm just not making enough traction or something, but people just, I mean, once in a while I get like, you're dumb or you're so ugly, you know, <laughs> but that's like funny to me. Like no one's ever like really getting in my mentions to, to take me down. Whereas I've seen it with other girls. I, I feel uh, I feel kind of lucky because I'm not really tweeting anything that's that ridiculous. Usually it's, you know, 90% of my tweets are football related. Once in a while I'm, I'm throwing jabs at Mina or Cassie or like I'm Lewis. Like usually like the people in my life, PFK, like he and I are always going back and forth. And, I mean, those are the people that usually come in and I mention. Then the whole thing blows up. Has a stranger ever emailed you about inviting you on a podcast and it got lost in your spam mail? Yes. Um, funny you say that. I was looking at my spam the other day, which, by the way, everybody do that. I did not realize how many important things I missed, not including the podcast guy, but other things. Um, but, yes, this apparently I was supposed to be on this podcast a few months ago, but uh, it was in my spam. I was a little Getting offended. an email. What's your email? Like, at AOL or something? I sh- uh, at MSN. Probably. No, I'm kidding. It's that Gmail. I still have Hotmail. Like, what, what is that? Nobody has Hotmail anymore. I, I had a Hotmail, but the problem is I had a nickname on it, and I was pretty embarrassed the older I got, so I had to switch over to Gmail. Okay, please share. Okay. This is... Okay, so my name's Bobby, right? Thanks. <laughs> I couldn't say it earlier, so I would say Boo. So it was like Boo Burak. I think I was like... Seven or I was that? I was twelve, and I was well, I, I I could say it by then, but my sisters made it for me, so it was like seven boo burak seven at hotmail dot com. That's a pretty embarrassing. Do not be embarrassed at all. In fact, yeah, don't be embarrassed. Mine was Dirty Doy because my nickname for my brother was always Doy D O Y. I don't know why, but then obviously the name Diana. People used to always say hey, Dirty Diana, so it became Dirty Doy, which. Obviously, as a kid on the internet with the name Dirty in your name, you can imagine what that then um, welcomed. And then my parents told me I wasn't allowed to go on the internet ever again. You're a Jets fan. I'm a Lions fan. If the Lions win more games than the Jets, can you change your Twitter name to that for, say, 48 hours? Is that a bet? <laughs> um, so, like, three weeks ago, I was walking around Philly, and I was I think I was shopping or something, and 
I was like, you know, I'm so sick of my Twitter handle. I hate it. Sick of my pictures. Sick of my name. I'm like, I wish I could change because it says at Diana ESPN, but I was like, I I don't want that anymore. I just want to be Diana. (laughs) So I change it, but I didn't realize it doesn't change the handle. It just changes the name. And so like within like a minute, uh, Jen Lotta texted me. She's like, yo, share. Uh, I know you like the single name here, but it looks weird. I was like, I'm just going to leave it now. I hate everybody. Single name? It actually, it's not too bad, actually. Just Diana, no last name. I think it works. Because it shows that, so when you get to be on a one-name basis with the public, like LeBron, Michael, Kobe, it means you made it. So really, you're just trying to say you made it in the sports media business. Exactly. That's it. That's what I was thinking. And plus, there's really, Diana's uh, an old lady name, but there's not a lot of Dianas. I mean, there's like Princess Diana, the late Princess Diana. Diana Ross and Diana Taurasi. Those are like the three Dianas you need to know. When Stephen A. Smith changes his uh, Twitter name just to Stephen A. will know he joined he, or he just elevated himself to your level. Maybe that will happen soon. Yeah, maybe he should keep shooting high. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm way past him. Watch out, Stephen A. Where do I rank amongst your favorite bloggers? Oh, like eighth, eighth. out of seven. It's pretty. See, it's not terrible because you probably didn't even know who I was before I jumped in your emails, your spam emails. No, I can do my Twitter. You're, you're out there in the Wild Wild West. I've come across your stuff. I've been like, who, who is Bobby? Oh, say my last and name in that accent. Bobby. Say, say, I don't my, any Bobbies. say my last name in your accent. Bobby Burek. Uh, you say it again. You you messed up a little bit. Bobby Burek. Burek. Try it again. Burek. Okay, much better. I like Bobby that. Bobby Burek. I think I'm going to record that and you use that. Like, from... You play like the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllabi. Like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Can I use that as my bumper? Like I'll say my yeah. first name, then I'll have you. Your, and now I'll, I'll edit in that you saying my last name. I think that's pretty cool. Isn't yeah, it? you feel like. You're listening to the Bobby, and then I'll let me see the last thing. Bobby Burek Show. They're all going to think their phones just crashed right there. They're like, what is this? All right, Diana, we covered a lot of grounds. I don't know. Anything else you want to get into? Your, uh, the floor is yours. You can ask me a question. Yeah, I actually have a lot of questions for you. Shoot. Why do you cover the media? I know a lot about it. It's one, it's an area that I can make some impact. It, people are much more responsive when I write about the media than I do like NFL or NBA. Like if I, if I write that LeBron James sucks, no one really cares. But if I go on and write like Diana Rustini's overrated, people will react. But I don't yeah, do Yeah, my mom would tweet like she is. <laughs> it's not too bad the, it's not as – so, okay, so it's actually where our website gets the most attention. Like, it's kind of an area that's not covered extensively. You have other media reporters, but they don't do opinion pieces on it much. They don't do lists. They, they don't do some forward thinking after another story. So it's an area that's not already marked. So I'm trying to mark it. Yeah, I, I understand it, but here's my question. Yeah. Who cares? Like, who's reading this? Who's listening to this? No. Hopefully, I'm hoping the numbers bump up after this episode. I'm, I'm uh, putting the pressure on you to share it everywhere and try to get these numbers up. I'm going to guess that anyone that's listening to this is not going to all of a sudden be like, you know what? Every morning, I'm going to listen to Bobby. <laughs> but maybe they will. <laughs> This is probably the most unorganized podcast I've ever done. We started out here. We we haven't really stayed on anything, but maybe people like that. I don't know. They're either going to hate it or kind of like it. All right, shoot me another question. I feel bad. You didn't even get a headline out of this podcast. I feel like I need to give you a headline. Yeah, can you give me one that people can aggregate? Say something outrageous. Or let's see. What can you say that will get a headline? That like awful announcement will say Diana Rossini said this. Jimmy Pataro is the best thing to happen to ESPN. You say it in your, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. That they might do it. They, they, I mean, because there isn't a lot of positive coverage anymore. So, you know, there could be something there. Anything uh, you got that's any- true, though. I, I really do. I believe that strongly. I believe that Jimmy Pitaro's influence, his relationships, and just the way he's communicated 
to the people at ESPN, he, there's been a resurgence and a pure excitement to cover sports again. And it, it's, it's, it's an awesome place to be right now. Not bad. All right, shoot me another question. One more. All right, shoot. I'm waiting. That's not going to fly. Wait, I didn't hear your question. No, you're, you're asking me a question. Oh, I got another question. You want yeah. another question for you? Yeah, one more. Would you ever want to be on air? Oh, yeah, for sure. You would? Oh, yeah. Doesn't everybody want to be on air? No. My producers don't. Yeah, but producers are different, though, because they're like just used to being like behind the scenes. No, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, I'd love to do radio or uh, TV one day. I know I'd probably have to transition yeah. out of covering media and covering sports, but yeah, I'd be down for that. Well, you have the access to a bunch of people who are on TV, so what better way to figure out the quick way up the, hook- uh, the ladder than picking all of our brains? Can you hook me up with an audition? I'm not going to get you an audition, but you can be my intern. Coffee, tall, cream, true sugars. I thought you don't drink coffee anymore. No, I drink coffee. I just drink a lot of water now, which has changed my life. There's your headline. <laughs> water has changed Diana's life. The most basic thing for human beings I just discovered. After all these years, I now know that if you drink, like, basically a gallon a day, you will have better skin and you will be a happier human being. All right. I'll take your advice. Happier and better skin. Okay. All right. Hey, Diana, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was so fun. Uh, bump yourself up a little bit. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you, see you, hear you. See you on uh, – I, I said see you already. Give them everything. You can see me on the gram, Diana ESPN. You can see me on the Twitter, Diana ESPN, under the name just Diana. And I have a big picture of the best basic like antipas like layout from Thanksgiving – as my background, so you can't miss it. Which, that is the most commented picture of anything I ever post, is that picture of all, like, the fresh antipas that I post, uh, all the meat. People love that. Um, And you can catch me on ESPN on Sundays during the NFL season and pretty much all the time when I'm not there on Sundays. I'm going to bring you back on after a full... When's, when's the next NFL dead time? Is it Feb- no, not February? It's the Super Bowl. Uh, when's the next dead time? Like the yeah, right? No, no, you're right. Um, actually, no. The the next dead time is probably like right after the draft. Okay. Gets a little quiet. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, I hear from you then. Um, I will make sure you do not fall in my spam.